Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by The Lock. Roger Picorni. Yip cha. Yip cha, everybody. Is that type of day? That's uh, what we're doing? Yeah. For many years, I thought that in Mario versus Donkey Kong, the original, that Mario said yip cha when he did a flip. He yeah. does not do or say a yip cha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no. So where do you think that came from in your mind? Your dumb little kid. <laughs> See, I think I might have just maybe because like the Game Boy Advance, I didn't have the original one garbled, you know, no backlight, yeah, nothing. Rough. So I probably was just making shit up. Maybe just having like hallucinations. Had an extra fun. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm just like planning on mutant. I'm just doing all the sound effects. That's probably where it came from, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited about this because that's what we're talking about today. Yes. Mario versus Donkey Kong. We're going to be reviewing the, the remake that uh, is coming out on Nintendo Switch. And I'm happy to have you on the show because you did play the original back in the day yes uh, and you were really excited when they announced this remake so that's gonna be fun we're gonna talk about that we're also gonna talk about just some general nintendo stuff i got some some updates on the tim getty's search for the perfect pro joy con wow. alternatives right in time for people to enjoy all the switch games you know what <laughs> i mean like just right in time for, for so many things to be coming out but uh anyways we'll talk about that and i'm excited uh because we don't get to talk about nintendo enough here kind of funny i'm gonna i'm gonna say it i'm gonna be honest you know what i mean so i'm happy that we're doing that today on this games cast i'm happy that it's me and you and i'm happy that all of you are watching or listening right now of course on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or podcast services around the globe um you can get the show each and every week where we're usually reviewing things previewing things doing predictions it's a great show where we talk about video games and all the things that we love about them if you wanted to go above and beyond though you can become a kind of funny member by getting a membership on patreon or youtube doing so allows you to get the shows ad free uh you get live recordings as we're recording them pretty damn cool and you get a daily exclusive greg way where greg talks about whatever he wants to or answers a bunch of audience questions a uh, ton of fun and i highly re recommend you guys go over there just like our patreon producers carl jacobs streaking ain't easy and delaney twining thank all of you so very very much for your support roger i want to start at the top what is your history with mario Versus Donkey Kong. With Donkey Kong, even. Oh, man. My history with Mario starts with Mario versus Donkey Kong. Oh! Mario versus Donkey Kong. I lived a sad life, Tim. Was my, was my only Mario game as a child. And continued to be my only Mario game until Mario Galaxy. But I only bought that and played that when I was, like, 17. Okay. So, like, literally, it was just Mario versus Donkey Kong. Nothing. Mario Galaxy. That's it. So, wow. yeah, it is truly like my bedrock of video games, which is an insane statement to say, but that explains a lot about me. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. Let's break that down a little bit more. It being your bedrock of video games, it, it was your first and only for a long time Mario game, but was it your first game? Uh, no, my first game was, I had the PS2. So I was, my first game was Spider-Man Enter Electro. Jesus, yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. My dad, my dad would wow. get me PS1 games because I'm three years old. He's like, you don't know the difference between a PS2 game and a PS1 mm -hmm. game. Got me a bunch of PS shitty PS1 games. So 
That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be clear, yeah. Enter Electro, not the worst thing. No. It's just, it was the sequel to Never Soft Spider-Man, yeah. and it was just okay. Yeah, it was uh, very, but I mean, for that. me, it's the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same sure. shit, for sure. So that that game at a PS2, and then I got a Game Boy Advance, to, and yeah, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, I think my parents were just like, this is a Mario game? Yeah, sure, yeah. why not? And had the little Mario toys. So I was like, oh my God, it's perfect for me, a child. I'm so I small. I small. <laughs> exactly. I small hands. This I is see, a small Game Boy. Yeah, exactly. My, fa- my favorite character back in the day was Robin, because he was small, and I was like, this is fucking perfect. Yeah, it's Rob- incredible. Yeah. Robin. Like, Batman Robin. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know why I was like, I was like, what? Robin, what are you talking about here? Okay, that's that that explains a lot. And what's cool about that though is like I don't think that you're that far off from like that being that crazy of a thing. Because Mario's history in many ways starts with Donkey Kong, yep. starts with this rivalry, uh, a different type of gameplay that is still a platformer, but a bit more puzzle focused. And we really saw that with uh, the evolution of the Donkey Kong games uh, from the original arcade game, uh, which featured you playing as Mario, through to uh, the Donkey Kong game on Game Boy, yeah, which, which like, is one of the like hidden gems of the, of the Game Boy, which is funny to say now, it get over the years, it gets less and less hidden, but people don't understand how amazing that game is. And I gotta be honest with you, I totally, until this review, when I was doing the research for this game, did not realize that this is pretty much just a reimagining of that game. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? completely had no idea so it's it's really funny to think back at the legacy of mario and donkey kong as characters as games as uh genres even of like puzzle platforming but to to think about this being a remake of the gba game that in a lot of ways was like a spiritual remake of the game boy game that was just a remake plus sequel to the original donkey kong arcade machine right so wild yeah a lot of lineage there but uh i love that you you were jumping in the gba one a game that i pretty much missed out on the 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 game boy one was one that i was really into but um i was old enough with a a game boy advance when uh mario and luigi came out that i was uh not sorry not mario and luigi um the the mario Mario versus donkey kong where i was playing mario and luigi i was playing the the rpgs i was like trying to like yeah okay i've done that before i don't really need it like I'm, I'm out here buying Metroid Zero Mission and shit. So um, I, I never I never beat it, never fully got into it. But I know it was really good. Yeah. Um, but you loved it, right? Yeah. Like, so not only was it one of your first games, like you you beat the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. That was the thing is that I actually, for this review, number one game journalist in the world, because he's not here, Roger Bercorny. No, not Andy Cortez. I replayed the entirety of the original Game Boy Advanced Mar- um, Mario versus Donkey Kong game in preparation for this review uh, right before we got the codes. And I was looking through it and I was playing this game and I was like, you know what? There's probably going to be a moment because for me as a kid, I'm a dumb little kid. I'm not finishing these fucking games, right? Mm. So many of these games that I got, I never finish. I was like, there's going to be a moment where I hit a world where I have no recollection of it. And that moment didn't happen. I realized when I got to the ending of this game, that I've played this entire game as a child. And that just blew my mind, because that Dang. shows either, one, how small my Game Boy Advance library was, which it was very small. It was that, and it was uh, the Prince of Persia, the one where he turns into a bad guy, too. Like, he's like, oh, he okay. becomes like, yeah, 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 I got that for the Game Boy Advance. Two Thrones. Yeah, Two Thrones. I got Two Thrones for the Game Boy Advance. Those are my two games. Great. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it was either that, I had a small library, or I just love this game so much. And I think it was, I just love this game so much. Well, I also think that it's, goes back to the brilliance of what this is. Yeah. It is it's a Mario game, it's a Donkey Kong game, it's a puzzle platformer that's very Nintendo. It is every single uh moment is a delight. They're throwing things at you. It it from my memory, it does a very good job of introducing mechanics, making you think and understand and you solve uh problems and then you feel good about it. Like yeah. it's a really good reward system for these games. Nothing kind of overstays its welcome. But my question to you now, let's just jump into it. You've now reviewed Mario and Luigi. Oh my god. <laughs> 
You have you have reviewed Mario versus Donkey Kong, the Nintendo Switch 2024 remake, one of the horsemen of the final Twilight days of the Switch, probably. What are your thoughts? Uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong, the remake for the Switch, is a three out of five okay game, right? And that is uh, for a multitude of reasons. One, it it looks great. It's a it's a good looking remake, but it's not a faithful visual remake to the original game in the sense that it feels like it's you're dropping in just generic Mario characters into this world. They do some things to kind of make it a little bit more visually cohesive uh, in terms of making maybe the booze, like uh, little toy booze, and like kind of making it feel more of like a toy atmosphere. But other than that, it just feels like any other old Mario game that you could just pick up and, and find. Uh, when you look at the original GBA game, it has a lot more life to it, visually and with the animations. And a lot of these animations feel a lot more toned down and not not as fun or dynamic as the original game. Uh, and the thing that we're going to talk about here is the game is a very faithful recreation of uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. You are There's no levels, really, where you are the solutions are changed or there's anything crazy really rearranged other than, you know, the fact that it's 16 by nine now. So they have a little bit more space to play with. Uh, so it is very faithful in that sense. So if you like the original one, you're probably going to like this one. But the thing that really kind of made this a three out of five for me was that they have two new worlds in this game. And those two new worlds are so good that they make the other worlds feel lesser than, and it makes me feel as I'm playing through this game, like this should have just been a new game. Like truly, like it, it it has two great worlds that feel modern, that feel new, and the all the other older levels feel old and they feel stiff and they feel like a GBA game. Um, so I guess if you are looking for a full-on remake of this classic game that you really love, you're gonna get that. You're gonna really enjoy this game. But if you're looking for a more modern interpretation of that classic idea, you're not gonna really get that unless you play just those two extra levels. Wow, okay. Yeah. So with that, you did just play through the entirety of the original before you did that. Do you think that that might have gotten in the way of you feeling like those levels are special? Or do you just think that like, no, they did a great job of of replicating them, but it's just in 2024 that it's not as satisfying. Yeah, no, when I was replaying it, I actually felt very similar to what I felt feel right now, right? Okay. It, it did feel very slow. Uh, they do a good job, which we'll talk about, of like making the difficulty less difficult. They have a casual mode and they have a regular, you know, traditional mode where it's a one hit kill. Uh, in the casual mode, you, you know, get hit and now you're bubbled and you can kind of infinitely replay play every level. Uh, but other than that, it is the same stiff gameplay uh, where you are just picking up, you're, you're basically trying to find the the one solution for every single world. You're trying to get into the mindset of the uh, of the puzzle maker and g find the exact route to get to the ending. Uh, it, do it's, it just doesn't feel as dynamic as I feel like a lot of other puzzle games would feel like in 2024. And, and especially when you do play these two extra worlds, uh, it, it feels much more dynamic when you're floating through the worlds or you're slipping on ice. Uh, and those new elements that they add in those worlds are not carried over into the original game uh, elements. So yeah, I, I think replaying it on the GBA did allow me to have a little bit more context for this game. And I'm glad I did it because I think if I didn't do that, I, I wouldn't be able to go into this. I wouldn't be able to see what was new, what was not new. And the reality is, is it's not much as new other than those two worlds. So I'm glad I did it for sure.
Yeah, it, it's interesting too because in a lot of ways, this like the look of this game. You were talking about it, kind of just having that generic look, and it's because Mario now looks a certain way. We have an understanding of what Mario is supposed to look like, and that can kind of get samey and old. And I've, I'm a broken record on this, but like I, I miss the days of Mario One, Mario Three, Yoshi's Island, like all of them having distinct styles that are so different. Same ish gameplay, um, Yoshi's Island being more different, but. Um, the, the, the visual style kind of dictated some of the gameplay elements and like what that game was, what made it special. You look at this, you're like, oh yeah, that's Mario. That's what yeah. Mario is supposed to look like, quote unquote. Um, but it's not, it doesn't play the way that it looks necessarily because you look at that and you're like, oh, this, it's probably going to play like a new Super Mario Brothers game. But instead it, it plays like a Donkey Kong game because it yeah. is a Donkey Kong game, which is more tile based movement. Like it is, it's stiff by design. And I think that that is something that you either can wrap your head around or you're just gonna be like, I just want a freaking backflip, man. Yeah, no. And it's, it's, that's an interesting one. Cause I'm excited to see when normal consumers who are not into the Marvel versus Donkey Kong lore or know about this game, just see this on the shelf, pick it up and play it. If they are going to fall in love with it or be disappointed by it, because it is a one hit kill situation. You are jumping on top of people, picking up things, trying to uh, switch buttons. So then you can uh, pick up a key to get to the end of the level. And then at the ending of every single I guess level pick up a mini Mario so that is kind of like the gameplay loop and then every world ends with a boss fight which is essentially a Donkey Kong level where you're going on ropes hitting people hit him on the head or just trying to get to get to him and, and, and take him out so it is it is a more Donkey Kong experience than it is a Mario uh, traditional experience so it is a puzzle game yes yes yeah so Absolutely. with the the puzzles like were you did you get that that satisfying feeling often or like what's the balance between like that was a good challenge and I'm satisfied versus I know exactly what I need to do and I'm just going through the motions here yeah it's a lot of that for me uh and again it's that's the weird part of replaying the game on the gba and then replaying it on the switch is that i of course knew the solution so i was able to get through the game a lot easier on the switch but either way it is a lot of you kind of just looking at it and just being like i know what i have to do i just need to go through the slow motions of trying to now hop on top of this uh this character and then up oh, I screwed up the I screwed up the exact timing and I hit him just in that one frame where he's in front of me and not on top of me and now I'm dead now I'm in the beginning of the middle now I got to go redo it and I have to wait for this stupid little Mario guy to follow me and like it it is a lot of you just seeing the whole answer seeing like you see it all in front of you but now you just have to execute it and it takes just just enough time that they prescribe you really to to make it happen especially when you get to the later uh, plus levels um, yeah it is it it is not like there's been very few times I would say maybe like five or six times throughout this game where I had a moment where I was like, wow, that is really clever. And again, all of those moments happen in the new worlds. Like even when I was originally replaying it on the GBA, when I played it on the Switch, I only had those moments when I was playing with the with the new worlds because they did feel fresh. They did feel unique uh, because they add things that feel like a more Mario, uh, modern Mario puzzle game. So you saying like having just played the GBA one again all the way through and this and then being it being such a faithful remake for the most part besides the the new stuff would you also give the the original a three out of five? Yeah, I would probably say so. I mean, for the time, probably four out of five. But like now in modern net time, yeah, for sure, it's a three out of five. And so, do you do you think that this is the definitive way to play this game? Yeah, because it's easy, right? Like it's not. This is this is 
this is, yeah, this is the easier way to get this video game, so I would say it's the definitive way. There, there is a part of me where I look at the original GBA game, and just visually, it's wild to think, because this game does look pretty, right? Like, it does look pretty in the sense that it is, it is my childhood brought into HD, essentially. That's what this feels like. But I, there's something about the old GBA game that, that feels interesting to me, at least from an, uh, an animation style that I, I think is just not translated here. Uh, but I would say, yeah, this is the definitive way to play. This is the way that I would recommend it to 99% of people, especially just for the casual mode. Because yeah. that, that just makes this whole experience way less frustrating, for sure. Yeah, yeah. which is great. And you know, I think those are the little things that really make these remakes like valuable and like more worth it than just, oh, it's prettier. Because, yeah, of course it's prettier. But prettier and uh, a better art direction are different things. Yes. And I, I think that, that the nostalgia play of all of it can get in the way oftentimes um, or be good where if you're used to a certain thing and it, it looking a certain way, you want this mimicked. But mimicking something sometimes just doesn't work. So it's like, no, nah, let's just give it the like, the, the the more generic Mario treatment so that it's like has a visual understanding for people that are just looking at it like Crash Bandicoot comes to mind for me of mm. the uh, uh, Insane Trilogy when they remastered it or remade it like and I love those games and I love it and I love the look that they have but every time I play it I'm always like man it's lishing, it's missing the like crunchy black levels of yeah. the original PS1 Crash games like there was something about how dark the lines were and everything that, that gave it a vibe that the new one's beautiful, but it doesn't have the vibe. And looking at the the GBA stuff, GBA as a whole had a vibe yeah, to it, you know? Absolutely. So remaking those games, you're going to miss that. And I, it's like, I wonder, I, 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 I'm interested in giving this game a shot myself just yeah. to, because like, I am not the biggest fan of um, the Donkey Kong games overall, I would say. Um, like the GB, GB one, I love, but I'm like, cool, that was my fill. Like, and it feeling stiff and that kind of like that type of, in my opinion, frustrating plat puzzle platforming where it's like, yeah, you you make one wrong jump that you really just hastily did just because you want to get through it. Yeah. And then you have to do it all again and wait for the platform to come. Like, not my favorite type of gameplay. So uh, combining that with an art style that is not my favorite Mario art style, I'm like, I don't know that this one's for me, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of that frustration, I think, still carries over mostly for me in the boss battles, right? Like, they're fun and they're they're good, like... I would say Donkey Kong boss battles, but it is very much that you miss one thing. Ah, oh, shit! Now you're now you're now you're out of commission. Now you're dead. Now you've lost a life, and it's it is that to me is uh, the part of the game that is so funny because it is technically a Donkey Kong game, but like it does not feel as refined still than even the puzzle elements of it. So, uh, I would very much so replay all of this the puzzle elements of the game rather than replay any of the boss battles. Okay. Um, and that's that's just a personal thing, but it just felt like it was more unfair than it was an actual like, oh wow, I'm actually I figured out how to do this exact thing perfectly. It's like no, you just have to kind of get lucky and be in the right place at the right time mm. where Donkey Kong isn't throwing the thing and it isn't as just perfect platforming or anything like that. Because platforming again is kind of the back seat to this as the puzzle element is the uh, in the driver's seat of, of the entire uh, situation. Did you? So you beat the game. Yep. Did you 100% the game? No, because, God, this is the cool thing about this game is that when I was playing the original, uh, the, the GBA one, I, I didn't, I, that, I guess this is where uh, I probably stopped is because I realized that there is plus levels to all of this game, right? So there is six level, there's six worlds uh, with 13 levels each. And then when you finish that game, they're like, cool, all six of those worlds have another, I think, uh, six levels each. So now you just continue the game in a plus variant that is, 
uh, remixes of every single one of those levels. Um, so basically the gimmick for that one is instead of having a two-part um, levels for each one where uh, one part is you picking up the key and getting to the end and then picking up the mini Mario person, uh, you instead just have a mini Mario, sorry, you have a mini Mario guy uh, behind you that you had to kind of have to just fo like get to the end of the level. So it recontextualizes the levels in a really interesting way. Uh, so I did all of that and then I was like, cool, I finished the game, I 100%ed it. There's expert levels, <laughs> which I did not account for. Uh, so I did not 100% it. Uh, I probably won't go back to those expert levels, but I got my fix from just playing the main game and then the plus levels. So um, it's you're saying it's a three out of five. And yes. it's like, I know there's oftentimes we're just like, it's a three out of five. Or we're like, it's a three out of five. Yeah. Like just different intonations of like, eh, it's kind of letting me down. Or hey, this one surprised me more than I expected it to, but it's still not that like yeah. great or amazing or anything. Where are you leaning there? I would say it's a... It's a good, it's a th three out of five. Like I would say it's a more positive situation. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, because I think it is those, those two levels, those two levels show promise of like, there's something here. You guys have a modern version of this game. And I think without those two levels, I would be like, yeah, this is a pretty generic remake of the original game. I'm, I'm happy they made it, I guess. But also you guys could just put it on uh, the Game Boy Advance uh, Nintendo Switch Online uh, situation. That could have just been that. Uh, but adding those two levels, making a casual mode, I think it makes it a more positive experience. But for me, honestly, at $50, I'm like, oof, that's still a little too steep, especially when I look at the time that I, 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 I guess it's accurate, but it feels like I played longer, but it says five hours. And like, I don't know. I don't know if that, that, that to me feels like a $50 release. Yeah, so $50. There is a demo people can download now. So if, they, if they're interested at all in this, giving it a shot, you can do that now on, on the Switch. Uh, but yeah, $50. I am also a little surprised by that, but I also get it. Like, that's yeah. just the pricing Nintendo has, and they just do things that way. It doesn't make it right, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, do you think that there was enough new stuff added to at least attempt to justify that? Yeah. Price? So let's talk about that really quick. So the remake has of course, updated visuals. It has a casual mode. So it gives you checkpoints for every single level, multiple checkpoints, which is really nice. And the cool thing about that is that if you have a mini Mario, uh, behind you, uh, it has like separate checkpoints for them. So you can't like fudge the game by like going ahead and then having your mini Mario follow you or whatever. I don't know. It's very well designed, uh, this casual mode uh there's a new co-op mode i did not play i did not i did not play the, the, the co-op mode i looked at my girlfriend i was like you wanna she's like no no absolutely not that's not that's not my type of game uh there's a time attack mode which uh, i was happy about because in this game they kind of simplified the way that you get uh scores in in, in it so in the in previous game you would need to get like Basically, in order to get, like, the star for every level, you need to get, like, a certain, like, um, high score, which included you doing it really fast or, you know, g killing enough enemies. They've done away with that, and they've made it simple, so all you need to do is get all of the um, presents that are hidden around the world in order to get a star. And then on top of that, they added a time attack mode, so you can replay all the levels and try to beat your high score. Um, and then they have the two new worlds. Uh, both, are, both are really great. And then, uh, yeah. That those are the those are the new additions. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Any final thoughts on Mario versus Donkey Kong, the Nintendo Switch remake of a Game Boy Advance classic? I am I'm happy they did it. I do hope that this is this this does well enough for them to make a real sequel. I never played the actual sequels of Mario versus Donkey Kong. I know they're March different the minis. Yeah, there's two of them. There's one. On, there's two of them on both on DS. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're not like this game. They're like Lemmings type 
situations. <laughs> it's a lemming situation, everybody. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah, yeah, so I never played those. I don't know anything about those. Um, I know people, there's like a cult following for that as there is for every Nintendo property. Uh, but I do hope that they revisit this and kind of make a new version because there's something here. There's something here with those two levels. And if you are into this, if you grew up like me, obsessed with Mario versus Donkey Kong, uh, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. And also watch that intro. That intro for this game really... I, I I would I was obsessed with it of him falling in love with the mini Mario at Donkey Kong and then stealing everything. Them redoing it in full 3D animation is really great. One thing they did remove though, which is very weird, which I don't know the implications of this tip. When Mar when when Donkey Kong looks at the ad and he sees the mini Mario in the original version, heart eyes yeah. appear. Hard eyes aren't aren't there anymore. Oh, what? Are what? They, what are they trying to say? They're leading into the verses even oh, harder. Oh no! Man. Oh no! No, I mean. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Now, okay, cool. That That's the review of this. Yes. I want to take this and, and jump, use it as a jump off point for a conversation here, which is kind of Nintendo as a whole, uh, looking at the Switch, this being one of the final announced releases so far for the Switch, they could announce a whole bunch more, but rumors are circulating enough that we believe the Switch 2 would be coming later this year. We know we have Mario Donkey Kong. Uh, we have uh, Princess Peach Showtime. We have Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake, which looks utterly fantastic. Do we have a date on that? Um, no date for that. Okay. Um, uh, I don't think I, unless it was summer or something. Hold on, actually, let me let me pull that up here. But um, that game is incredible. Like that that is going to be so good, and especially hot off of Super Mario RPG remake that came out last November that I was just so obsessed with because I never thought we'd actually see that game remade. And um, at first blush, I looked at that and I was like, ah, oh, you're taking away the magic and what I was talking about earlier about the nostalgic look and vibe of that game. It, this looks a little more generic than I would like. Playing through it, I was like, oh, I was so wrong. Oh, like, really? They, they brought that magic back in a... In, the, the Super Mario RPG remake is utterly fantastic art direction. Okay. And I think that it it nailed the vibe and tone of the original. Uh, if you want the original, play the original, right? Yeah. Like, it's not one-to-one -one exactly it, but um, I think that they really did a good job of making a modern visual style that uh, invokes the feelings that looking at the old game did. Uh, on top of everything else about that game just being excellent. Yeah. Um, so that being so good, it sold incredibly well. Um, it already outsold in like one month. It outsold the entire life of the original, which is wow. good for them. Yeah. Uh, and good notes of, hey, these good games can yeah. do well. Um, Paper Mario 1000 in your door, what we saw of it, it looks fantastic. Yeah. And I think that game already has such a great art style that just literally plussing it up a bit, making it HD is enough. But seeing what they're doing here, it's like, damn, this thing looks so good. It is a remake. You know, yeah, it is. It is something, but it's a remake of a game that, to this day, has been trapped on GameCube. Yeah, right. And like you know, there's ways around that. But <laughs> and I do feel like the Super Mario, Super Mario RPG, and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door are two examples of games that people that maybe didn't own a Nintendo console have looked into. Yeah, <laughs> in various you know? ways. Yeah. Um, and looking at this, I mean, like, I mean, what do you think? Just wow. looking at. This? I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah, this is the one that everyone has always recommended to me to, to play. I've never played any of the paper, paper Mario games. I haven't played Mario RPG. Uh, but that that for me is is like a, a a day one. That that looks incredible for sure. Yeah, and it's. I think it's going to be. Um, I'm trying to find the release date. It's just hard because it's a remake, and I'm oh, not yeah. looking for July 22nd, 2004. Oh, you um, sure? Might be the so. Same so we'll see, but um, I do. At the end of this trailer, all it says is 2024, and this was okay. the direct back in September. Yes, so that makes sense. Okay, and that was the direct, if I remember correctly, that also included Super Mario RPG, which then came out in November, which was so quick. And like, we're starting to look at Nintendo's releases, and we're like, okay, this is making sense of where we're at. I'm very excited about Peach for what it looks like, which yeah. is like a fun 
offshoot gimmicky Nintendo game. And those can really hit. Luigi's yeah. Mansion is a great example of it, of like, yeah, let's do something that's a little weird. And um, showing Mario vs. Donkey Kong more love is, I think, a, a good thing as well. Looking back at the Switch's life, like, obviously, we talk about all the, the Wii U ports. We talk about all the amazing games it had itself. But I do appreciate that they started going back to GBA games more than they ever have in the past of like seeing Advance Wars, right? Yeah. Seeing the like the WarioWares coming back. And like there's just a, a reverence for the GBA era that I honestly didn't expect to see this generation. But we really got to see it kind of from beginning to end of this life cycle. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it means a lot to me as, again, somebody who is my only Nintendo console for so long was the GBA to see that jump over here, even with um, Nintendo Switch Online stuff coming over. Like it, it it means a lot to me to see even these games that Advance Wars like had no idea that even existed when I was a kid. So to see that fully remade was is, is really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. And I, I wonder if it do you think it will continue into the next well, so that's what I think is interesting is there's not much left. Like, yeah. that's the thing is, I mean, there, there is, there's always going to be more, Fusion. but like you start getting to that. What do you say? Fusion. Uh, well, Metroid Fusion and stuff like that. Like, I, yeah. That's the thing is like, I don't, I mean, never say never. Yeah. Like at some point we're going to like re remake literally everything. But like, I do feel like the Nintendo switch online having fusion, the game holds up, the game works that way. I don't think we necessarily need the remake. And that's not always the end all be all argument because I do think while yeah, it's available here. Putting it on store shelves and having a game called Mario vs. Donkey Kong and look the way that it does is going to speak to a completely different audience than the people that are like, well, I can just get this on Switch Online or whatever yeah. it is, right? Um, you bringing up the the sequels, though, to um, Mario vs. Donkey Kong that were DS games. Yeah. I think that's where things get interesting. The DS line, DS and 3DS, DSi, everything in between, games are stuck there because yeah. of the novelty of the dual screens. So developing those games, like remaking those games, isn't as simple as just, oh, hey, you can play it on a DS online type system and maybe they find some way and they're smarter than I am. So like they yeah. probably will, but I'm interested in seeing when we're gonna get that wave of DS remakes. And, yeah. and I, I could see it happening, but I don't know if the Switch 2 is gonna be the time for it. I feel like it, it is the time in the sense that time is moving on you know what i mean like it's oh it's i feel like it has to happen now-ish because yeah we're getting to the point now where there's so many games that like yeah my girlfriend she loves her ds she loves her ds so much the fact that she just bought a new battery for it she like keeps it updated all the time because that's the only way she can play some of her favorite video games so if if we're at the point now where we're not going to figure out potentially a, a, a not I would say ideal way to emulate these games within like a Nintendo Switch Online situation. I'm sure they could figure out something. It's not going to be a DS, right? So it's never going to be the best way to do it unless the Switch 2 has dual screens. I mean, never. There never, was rumors for a while. Never I, say never. I don't buy them. No, but like there were rumors for a while. Yeah. That. So I, I, it has to happen. I hope it is, it is sooner than later. And I think that that to me is a more compelling argument for a remake of this caliber, right? Like if, if, if let's say Mario versus Donkey Kong was stuck on the DS and we were like, Hey, we figured out a way to have just one screen and we figured it out. We redesigned the entire thing. That to me is like, Oh, that's a, that's a great uh, value proposition right there of like, yeah. you put in the work, you made this happen. And this is a unique product for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to keep talking about this, Raj, right after a word from our sponsors. 
We are brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a standalone game that welcomes fans and newcomers alike. You don't need to have played Final Fantasy VII Remake or any other Final Fantasy titles to play and enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The combat is not traditional turn-based and has more action-focused gameplay, with even deeper improvements since Remake with new synergy attacks and team-based combos. And there are large open sections to explore, with Cloud and his comrades venturing across the planet, their fates unwritten, making every step in the expansive world outside Midgar fresh and mysterious, and of course, there are dozens of mini-games. There's a story recap video of Final Fantasy VII Remake for those interested in learning more about the story so far, and those looking to experience Final Fantasy VII Remake fully can pre-order the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth Twin Pack, which includes the game plus the DLC episode Intermission at no extra cost. You can download and play a demo of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right now on the PlayStation Store, and you can pre-order the game in the link in the description. The wait is almost over. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is out February 29th. Get hyped. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and more. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals allow you to fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Factor's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week, plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 and use code kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. That's code kindoffunny50 at factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We're talking about these remakes. We're talking about ports. We're talking about everything. All of that, right? There's this Mario guy. There's this Donkey Kong guy. They've been friends sometimes. They've been lovers, apparently. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've also been enemies. I think that they've also never been harder than right now in 2024. 
hot off the Mario movie. Yeah. Nintendo Switch being the dominant Nintendo console. Like, what a success story in, in video games as a whole, but also just for Nintendo, especially when you look back. Raj, I spent hours this weekend watching a Scott the Waz video. Yeah. Shout out to Scott the Waz. Love you, Scott the uh, Waz. Breaking down just the history of the Wii U. I watched that very video. <laughs> I don't know why I did it, man. I don't know why I watched that video because it's a fantastic video. Scott, you're amazing. But why did I do that to myself? Why did I have to relive some the of the worst days of my life, <laughs> yeah. Roger? I'm sitting here as a Nintendo fan watching these directs, and it, it's really wild to look back at the history and look at this direct to this direct to this direct. What did they announce? And what games came out? And what did they make a big deal for not only the launch of the Wii U, which we all remember, but then year one, year yeah. two, year three. And do not get me wrong. The, the Wii U has an incredible library of amazing 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 games. We know that because we all played them on the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but man, just like the support that thing had was abysmal. The choices they made of like, we're going to push Lego City Undercover as like a big prestige title. Animal Crossing, the the board game. Amiibo Festival yeah. or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of weird calls yeah. during, during that era. But that's not where we are now. We are now at a point that in the same direct, we're getting a Mario RPG and uh, Thousand Year Door remake announcement. Holy crap, and they come, they deliver. It's fantastic. Uh, I do think, though, that we're on the precipice of a brand new Nintendo. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a revolution. Mm. I think it's going to be... It, like at this point it's a switch to let's just go off that assumption right? yeah switch to more of a switch more of what we enjoy they got it right no more split systems here we go is the launch title going to be a 3d mario game no and oh you're, you're going with the no no absolutely not no sorry continue i didn't want to interrupt you I wow oh wow because wow. yeah, the point i was driving towards is whether or not it's a launch title the next 3d mario game is it not just going to be a Mario and Donkey Kong game? Oh, interesting. Because think about it. We had the, and I'm not saying anything that's freaking rocket science here, but yeah. the movie, they blended those worlds more than we've seen in the past, yeah. right? Like they treated like Donkey Kong oh. say, as part of the Mushroom Kingdom or at least adjacent to it, right? And where have we not platformed as Mario? Donkey Kong lands. <laughs> Wait, that's kind and of then uh, uh, Correct me, Tim. Weren't there rumors that the Odyssey team was working on a Donkey Kong game? Yep. I, that's why that just blew and, my mind. And oh. those rumors were a 2D right. bigger thing. But what if? What if? And what I think if? it really adds up. I think it, it and you add yeah. on the amusement parks, right? You add on Nintendo World and the focus on obviously Mario, but then Donkey Kong getting so much love too. I, I think there's something there. And I, I think that that's what's right for the audience. Now, look, looking at patterns and looking at Nintendo and trying to make any sense of it, it's a fool's errand. And I, yeah. I'm a fool, everybody. Because uh, you look at it, no one would have been like, they're going to give Mario a water gun. No one would have been like, he's going to throw his hat and turn <laughs> into a Goomba. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't freaking know. Yeah. But something about where we're at right now makes me feel like the safe bet is it's not going to be a WND. It's just going to be a, the right call, which is a Mario and Donkey Kong 3D platformer. So let's walk through that, yeah. right? Are you playing as both Mario and Donkey Kong? So here's where I'm at. Is it co-op? I think... It's a rivalry. It's a I what? think a rivalry. Oh, I, I think you said a Ragnarok. <laughs> it's, a, it's an old Ragnarok situation. Ragnarok. <laughs> no, I, I can imagine. I mean, there's so many ways they can take it where it could actually be a co-op thing, multiplayer, like yeah. the, the, you playing as uh, both of them. It could be some levels of Mario, some levels of Donkey Kong, whatever. 
but I, the fact that they took the hard eyes out, like I don't actually think that that is evidence of, <laughs> of this, but I do think that when you look at the relationship that Mario and Donkey Kong had in the movie, yeah, it, it starts creating a narrative here of like, oh, I can see what this game potentially could be. Now, at the end of the day, do they team up to fight Bowser? Probably. Yeah. Bowser and King K. Rool. Your boy can only hope. You know? Now, my only issue with this, what do you call that game? And why? And it just feels like it should have just been called Mario versus Donkey Kong. And he just released it, Mario versus Donkey Kong. So that's exactly why I'm bringing this up in this yeah. episode. Is I'm, on one hand, I'm like, well, they're investing in Mario and Donkey Kong as an IP. On the other hand, I'm like, oh man, this could get a little confusing for me. Yeah. On the other hand, does Nintendo give a fuck? That's true. That's I don't true. Know. Mario versus Donkey Kong 2. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it'll be bursting, right? Yeah. But like, I feel like like Mar Super Mario and Donkey Kong. Yeah, like, Super Mario. Yeah, Don Super Mario Country. But again, they make weird ass titles. Super right? Mario Dunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, why not? Um, but yeah, I see that. I, I like that. There's, there's a potential. I, you, but you were like, no, it's not a launch. No, title. I don't think it's gonna be launched. I don't okay. Know. I don't know. I just feel like. I just think that they are, in terms of, we talk about the weird Nintendo decisions all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like they got movie money now, right? And I feel like we got movie producers in ears. And I don't think that they're going to release a Mario game this year if the next movie comes out probably two years from now, three years from now. What would you say? I would say two years from now. Two years sounds right. Two yeah. years from now. I think that they're going to stagger this a little bit. I think mm -hmm. they maybe, the Switch, you don't even need anything because it's the fucking new Switch. Oh my God, all your old games look brand new. Please buy a new Switch. Next year, hey, real deal. We're doing a 3D Mario game. Okay, after year after that, we're doing a movie, right? Like, I, I think that they, they want that momentum. I think maybe having a year where it's, like, either not a full-fledged Mario game or something, like, I don't know. I think that they would just wait a little bit. My counterpoint to you is I feel the momentum's already there. Yeah. You can't stop that. That's like, true. We got the movie, and we haven't had, well, we got Mario Wonder. Yeah. But we haven't had the follow-up. And I feel like setting that up, if they knocked out of the park with the Mario movie, which to, for any metric they're looking at, they did. Yeah. Right? They want to keep that going. We know we got a Donkey Kong movie coming. We know we got a Zelda movie coming. They're going to want to do this for other IP. I don't think you hold on to Mario. Yeah. I think that you let Mario build this even more so you can just keep going. Yeah. Is it a launch title? I'm leaning towards yes. The biggest thing that's holding me back from that, and well, the, the evidence for it, I think, is easy to, to build up. It's been a long time since we've gotten a 3D Mario game. Mario Odyssey, 2017, right? Mario um, 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, not that long ago. But then you start looking at it, the years start adding up. And sure. obviously, that was a much smaller experience as well. Incredible, though. Um, but it's time. We don't know what that team's been working on. We got to assume it's this. Uh, and you're, the Switch, I do think, needs a major win because while they, they, we look at the Wii, it was a success, but then the Wii U did not keep all those same people, right? And we all understand why. Switch 2 can't do that. Switch 2 needs to have the, the value proposition day one, which is essentially, for me, it's a, it's a repeat, everyone. Yeah. You're getting Mario, you're getting Mario Kart, you're getting Animal Crossing, boom, 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 let's go. Yeah. And I think you got to do that sooner than later. See, my counterpoint to your counterpoint mm -hmm. is that i think that this year is kind of like a piecemeal mario year if you make sense right so we have mario versus donkey kong we have paper mario we have peach probably get a donkey kong it's four games you think we get a donkey kong i think we might just get a donkey kong instead that's insane i mean we, 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 that's the rumors that's the rumors if we just get a donkey kong right we, it's, well, the, were you talking about the nintendo ead rumors that the, 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 the odyssey team is making yeah. a donkey kong game oh, wow 
I'm just saying. I mean, that's been the rumors, right? So if we if we look at those rumors, right, mm -hmm. and if we add that up, plus a Nintendo Switch launch, right, the exciting the exciting excitement of that, and we potentially announce that the Mario game comes out next year, I think that all works for a big Mario year. Mm. I think I, that works for a big Mar Mario, and, and especially in my mind, my mind for the launch, I think we have Mario Kart, right? So I think we also are going to get that as well. I think we have Mario Kart. I think we get Metroid Prime Four. Mm. I think we get Animal Crossing. Okay, you're absolutely crazy, man. I, I, I think yeah, we get Animal Crossing. This kid clearly grew up with the fucking Switch Direct era. I think we get I, Animal Crossing. I, I was with him until Animal Crossing. I think it's going to be... I, I don't think we're close to another Animal Crossing. Oh, I think, I think we are. Be... I think there's a reason why they stopped that, that, all that uh, DLC. There's a reason why they just kind of halted that production of that game real fucking fast. They realized they got something on their hands. And they want to get that out real fast. I don't know if it's this year. It might be next year. I, but see, I think in my heart, it is, hey, everybody... The next Animal Crossing's here. My, my you need to buy a Switch to not a counterpoint, but I just love <laughs> yeah. yeah. The um, counterpoint episode. <laughs> yeah. The counterpoint that I have with that is that essentially the, the rumors that we're hearing or the reports or whatever the hell is that they want to uh, like not go super crazy for the Switch 2, right? Uh, it, it seems like, yes, it's hard to predict Nintendo, but they seem to have found something that they do actually kind of want to stick with strategy-wise. And I think a big part of Animal Crossing's success, obviously, people uh, stuck at home during, uh, like, the work-from-home uh, era during, like, the first year of COVID. Um, but also, that was a year where, like, hella switches were also already out. I don't think you put out an Animal Crossing when it's so early on in, a, like, a new life cycle of a new console. I think you wait a couple of years, and then you get that Animal Crossing uh, on there with a big, a bigger player count for a new Switch. And that's also depending on, like, is it a Switch family? Does, like, Switch yeah. 2 games work on the OG Switch? What, what does that all look like? But at least in my head, uh, in my mind palace, I, I would say they would probably wait a couple of years for another Animal Crossing. I'm with I, you on the Mario Kart. I wanted to launch with the Switch. I think uh, it was a very smart pickup for me in the Fantasy Critic League to uh, pick up a Mario Kart unannounced uh, next main I thought you were crazy, game. but then I was like, you know what? He's and I picked right. it up for $2. Hell yeah. It, so I'm, I'm, I think you're spot on, Barrett, with Animal Crossing, where Animal Crossing, I think, is it's a golden ticket, but you need to play that ticket at the right time. Mm. Um, and I, I think that you need the systems out there. And things can change of, like, what a system seller is. I don't see Animal Crossing as a system seller. I, oh, I, which, But it, it could be. It yeah. could be. I just do see it as a, um, like, it's more of a future promise of people, like, buying it for other games, and then it also that... They, they're like, well, then I'm also going to get the Oh, that's so crossing. funny to me because I think, for me, I see it as like the, the sleeper cell of like mm -hmm. you and I, we're like, oh, that's, that's, it's just another game that people buy onto the other thing. For a lot of people, that is their only Switch game. Yeah. Like that is the only reason that they even own a Switch. And they bought that during the pandemic when nothing really mattered. You know what I mean? So what's buying another console for another Animal Crossing? I yeah. don't know. I think they see those numbers. I, I think that, that this is where we just, we haven't seen this before yeah. with, the, with Animal Crossing specifically of what is the power of the next one, uh, taking out the context of the pandemic and all that, that clearly had a lot to do with it. But I do think that the where this the success of the switch leading to that point and the library of games there and i think the power of mario kart cannot be understated and so to me i think animal crossing is a you wait a little bit i don't think you wait long yeah but i do think you wait a little bit um and uh the the 3d mario like i just can't looking at how nintendo's been in the timing of stuff i find it hard to believe they don't launch with the 3d mario yeah. on this thing um but it 
I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I'm fucking shocked. I'm just like, it, it adds up. I think yeah. it makes sense for it to be there. The biggest wrench in all this is Metroid Prime because yeah. we mm -hmm. just don't understand where that game is. Is that game still going to be on Switch to Barrett's point? Are all these games still going to be on Switch? I don't think so, but potentially somehow we I, need more answers about Metroid Prime 4 to be able to really look at the launch because you don't want to put out too many games because then you're burying yourself and then everyone's true. like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't have too many bangers at launch. Like, yeah. Honestly, I feel like it'd be kind of crazy to have more than one, but I mean, like it, it, it's, this is a tough example because the switch like relaunched with like a bunch of stuff that was Wii U. And so like, even though Mario Kart eight existed before the switch, I would consider that a relaunch of Mario Kart eight for an entirely big new audience. And Mario Kart eight did launch with, um, legend of Zelda breath of the wild. So I could, no, it didn't though. Was it not a launch title? It wasn't. It was like a month and a half later. Oh, Jesus. Which I know, like is, I know it doesn't sound that crazy, but like... Launch window. It's launch okay. window, but I do think that there's a difference there. Of like That That's was, fair. I think, a big part of the Switch's uh, successful strategy, which was release... There was like a big Switch release like every month. And even if the big release was like Super or Street Fighter Ultra, whatever the hell, Street Fighter 2 Ultra or whatever, for one of the months, like that was like the... Eh, month otherwise it was kind of banger 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 uh, back yeah. to back or swings things like arms a new ip that nintendo was trying that was all first year of switch and obviously we're not even talking about breath of the wild and, and mario okay, odyssey you know, so uh counterpoint to not launching with uh more than one there's breath of the wild and snipper clips never forget snipper clips but see that makes sense like it it allow having the breath of the wild allows the snipper clips to rise yeah oh, and and i think that nintendo gets that i wonder if you if you if you I just feel like right now, at least in my mind, Metroid Prime 4 feels like primed nah. to release. Is that can't be the only one? That's just like that's the and only thing that my brain goes to. Absolutely, right? and yeah. that's my thing is I'm like I, I, Prime 4 is not a launch title. Like, Unless that, like you call and, it just Prime or something. And but but even yeah. then, like Metroid is just not that thing. Like it is not the thing that is going to sell everyone on Switch. Yeah, like and and on top of that, and this is coming from a Metroid lover, I want this game so damn bad. But just strategically of thinking about this, it's just it, that's not the only one. Yeah. Um, I do think that it wouldn't make sense for them to do Metroid Prime and a Mario or and a, another like a Mario Kart or something like that's too much. But I can kind of maybe see the argument because they're like going for slightly different audiences. Vibes, you look at the, yeah. the Wii. Like here's the, the biggest thing. The Wii had Wii Sports and it had um, uh, Twilight Princess and Twilight Princess was also a GameCube game. Yep. I can see that kind of happening where it's a Metroid Prime 4 is a Switch game. It's also a Switch 2 game. And, and they also did that with Breath of the Wild because they stated for years that Breath of the Wild was mm -hmm. going to be a Wii U game. Then they announced the Switch. And I feel like the only reason they still launched Breath of the Wild on the Wii U is because they said for years yep. it was going to be a Wii U game. So I, I think Metroid Prime is going to be both because they said it was like, oh, it's... Did they? They said at one point it was going to be a Switch game, right? Oh, oh, con, that's all yeah. they've ever said. That's all we know. <laughs> but, but here's the the here's the counterpoint: uh, is that Metroid Prime Four? Does it fucking exist? What is that oh, game like? Yeah. That, and, and it does. I think it does. But they relaunched it uh, five years ago at this point, which is crazy, right? So I like they re the relaunches. We just don't know the status of this game. Is is what I'm trying to say. And I yeah. at any moment it's Nintendo. They just be like, hey, hey, it's been done for years and years. <laughs> and I don't think that's the case. But I think that at some point we have not gotten an update on Metroid Prime since we started talking about Switch Two. Yeah. So it's like. I just don't know where they're at. And again, we'll see when we understand what the Switch actually is. Barrett? What if um, <laughs> Metroid isn't 
a launch title, but it does come out this year. I mean, I think that that especially with the, like the the thought of like it isn't a like a system seller. Metroid is for the 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 hardcore Nintendo nerd who know and appreciate that franchise and what it offers and what it delivers. Um, like, does that like is that the final horseman of the Switch? And then maybe with like a uh, um, what is it? Not crossplay, but like just um, cross generation stuff. People can just get it on Switch 2 if they oh, want to wait for that, you know? Yeah. So it seems very likely that the Switch 2 is going to offer enhanced Switch yeah. stuff. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I would bet that that's the case. The problem is how you turn that into a marketing proposition. And does that matter? Because I look at Last of Us 2 and it coming out at the very tail end of the PS4. Last of Us 2 and the PS5 came out within months of each other. Yeah. Pretty wild to think about. And leading into it, I was like, they're gonna have some type of cross system. They're gonna have it. It's enhanced here. Even if it's like, just wait a couple months after it launches on PS4 and then the enhanced version plays. And I'm like, I don't want that. I, want the, I don't want to wait for the better version. I'm not going to. I'm just gonna play the game. It creates this, this problem, right? And guess what? That didn't even happen. Yeah. It just didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there is a chance, Metroid Prime, it's just a Switch game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, I think did, that's unlikely, though. Didn't The Last of Us have a 60 FPS PS5 patch? When was that? It, I mean, it wasn't like... Within the moment. It, wasn't it, was, with it was like a few right? months after no, yeah, the PS5 yeah, okay. came yeah. out. Yeah. But I think it's a different strategy here. Yeah. It's a different thing we're talking about. But there is a chance that Metroid Prime 4 is just a pure Switch game. I just feel like that's very <laughs> and, unlikely. And this is when it comes down to like this new Switch. Is like, I am so... C- concerned about the marketing and the way that they're going to tackle this right i don't want a dsi new situation i don't want a situation where i'm confused oh my god is this a switch or switch two game i don't understand what's happening here and oh i get this game but then it's upgraded on this thing like i just i want very clear messaging and i i don't I, I don't know how they do it because we've we've never seen that from you don't them, want really. the 2ds 3ds 3ds xl 2ds no XL i don't family. i don't so I'm I'm more with you than anyone on the fucking planet. Yeah. And like Nintendo, don't fuck this up. I just have faith they're not going to. Like I look at the choices they've made with yeah. the Switch. They make the right. Oh, I have faith too. I just yeah. what is that answer though? Like uh, I just don't I, see it in my head. I mean, here's the thing. I personally I th- and I've changed my mind on this a lot. I, I'm sure there's clips of me saying something different weeks ago or whatever. But with where I'm at right now, I really feel like in the for the first time in Nintendo history, it's gonna be the Switch too. Like, I think that they just, they make it, that's the cleanest way to explain exactly what this is. It's the Switch 2. That thing that you love, it's the next one. Add Super Switch, add all that stuff. It's cute. I think it gets in the way. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. But I'm leaning towards, they know the importance of the marketing. The the market domination of the Switch is so good. This is the next-gen Switch. This is not a Switch Eye, a Switch Lite, a Switch whatever. Even though you look at the DS and the 3DS, and those are marked generation gaps like there is a huge difference there the 3ds didn't do as well as the ds you know the switch 2 could do as well as the switch yeah i don't think a you know switch whatever the fuck else subtitle is going to do as well switch you know, if and, they get too cute, it's like, no. No, you, then you have the Michelle Obama situation. Remember this? When no. when a kid asked her, when there, it was like, there, it was when she when she was first lady and the, and the kid was like, I want a Wii U for Christmas. She's like, is that a, is that like an add-on to the Wii? <laughs> like she, she had the whole like parent thing. And it's like, I just, we just don't want that. I, I, I am with you. Do you think they reprint boxes of old Switch games that say Switch to Enhanced on it? Yeah. Is that, that's probably I, the answer? I can imagine yeah. so. And I, I, 
again, it's so funny that we just don't have enough information to, to know. To know. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's going to be similar to PS4 and 5, yeah. where it's like PS4 games just play on PS5. Like yeah. that's, that's And then you have is. a little thing in the in the Nintendo shop that says Enhance for Switch 2 or whatever. Whatever it is. And what those enhancements even look like, I don't think it's going to be every game, yeah. but maybe it is. Tears I, of the Kingdom can compute grass finally. Yeah, finally. exactly. Like that type <laughs> of stuff. 60 FPS. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, the Mario Kart of it all is like, you know, them just ending the DLC it, I, I and can, like the end of that DLC feeling like a moment, yep, you know? Yep. A thank you for playing. and For it, 10 years. I can <laughs> Yeah, for 10 years. I can kind of argue both ways of like that. I'm like, well, that stuff was fairly low effort, all things considered, when you can like look at the, um, the, the fidelity and stuff of those courses compared to the main games courses. Yeah, yeah. That team, last that we know, they worked on arms. In 2017, what have they been up to? Yeah. So I think that in addition to this DLC stuff, which when you look at the sales of Mario Kart 8, it makes so much sense that they supported that game the way they did, even though it's weird as hell that years later, they're like, here's an endless amount of DLC for this game, <laughs> right? So, so it's like they're, they've been working on the next Mario Kart. But then like, there's the I, other I, side that I'm there like... Is a possibility that this DLC that we've been getting for the last few years is like there are scraps for the next game where they're like... They had an idea of like maybe in the next one we'll like re uh, do some old levels and bring over the the um, world Mario Kart World Tour or whatever mm -hmm. into Mario Kart Nine and then the, eventually they're like, nah, it doesn't fit with this game. Let's mm -hmm. let's put it out for DLC. Is it is weird that it was just like randomly after years they're just like, hey, we're gonna do DLC packs like what a, what was it six of them? So over weird the, over the course of like two and a half years. I mean, Great. in my mind, I feel like this is, is the next game just like Mario Kart Ultimate, where it's just everything. We just put everything in there, and then we, we it is Mario Kart 9 for all intents and purposes, but it's just everything. So here's the thing. That's Mario Kart 8. And, yeah. and that's, I think they're in a weird place with this, where I'm like, well, that team, we don't know what they've been working on. Mario Kart is the answer to sell the Switch to, to hardcore and casuals to then prep them for the Animal Crossing domination and like just this amazing swell. You had Metroid, you had Mario 3D, all this stuff. Oh my God, you're winning. But the problem is, we just ended this DLC after a 10-year run of them building up Mario Kart 8 to essentially be Mario Kart Ultimate. Yeah. Hey, here's all the best courses from all the old games. Like, we're down to the point that, like, there is a handful of courses people even want back. Like, <laughs> they're just in it looking better than ever, sounding better than ever, custom music to, like, fit the vibes and all that stuff. Like, that's what that game was. So... I think that just putting out a, a Mario Kart Ultimate, even if it was, it's every course ever before and all that stuff. I don't think that's exciting enough for yeah. a Switch 2 and to like system sell. I think it needs to be in the same way we all saw Mario Kart um, 8 and it's like, oh, the hover, like the gravity stuff. Like that's it needs to have a, a gimmick. It needs something. Yeah. And it, it, okay. it needs to be big. I just. <laughs> I don't, I'm not Nintendo. I don't, I don't know. know I don't is. know where you go after anti gravity. Like that's yeah. just like, I thought, I think about it nightly to every day <laughs> for real it's like it's it's i think that they're gonna have an answer and i don't think it needs to be the the craziest thing ever like yeah. even just in mario kart 7 introducing the like going underwater and like the mm -hmm. airplane thing i think that yeah, was the, seven, like the right? glide i yeah. think was introduced in seven that type of stuff i'm like oh that goes that goes a long way yeah yeah this is just so such an interesting bring back like the double dash two like uh cart first guy in the front and then yeah that guy. I, that's not a bad idea. Especially you know? with how many characters they started, like, like if you look at the roster of what Mario Kart 8 was when it started and what it is now, you're like, holy shit, that's a lot of characters, man. Mm -hmm. Them going in such a pro-consumer 
situation of them being like, okay, well now potentially, I mean, this is all uh, the rumors and everything, but if they actually go down this route of like, hey, you can have full backwards compatibility. Hey, we're going to actually enhance a lot of these games potentially. I don't know if it's going to be for free or not, but maybe, maybe it is. It puts them in a weird place where, yeah, a few a last generation, I would have looked at you and said, yeah, Ultimate is the is the way that you would want to go with this, right? You would just want to package this all together, throw it up there, and then just call it a day. But now it forces innovation for them to have to actually have to reinvent the wheel. Hey, hey, the Wii wheel coming back, everybody. You heard it here first. Yeah, no, uh, very exciting. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about this. I'm sure we're, we're going to be wrong about most of it. Yep. I'm sure we'll be right about some of it. So that's Animal really, Crossing. really interesting. Uh, yeah, hey, <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll, we'll, we'll freaking see. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Nintendo fan. Um, and like I said, I've been on a lifelong Nintendo journey uh, since I was a Wii lad to playing the Wii on launch day. And now here I am living my best life on the Switch. And I've enjoyed... I don't want to say every second of it. I've enjoyed many seconds of it, all right? And one thing that's always driven me bananas, Raj, mm -hmm. is the controllers, all right? Joy-Cons, fantastic concept. Love the idea of it. Love that you can, like, multiple ways to play. And I've always been a fan, actually, of the dis uh, detached nunchuck yeah, style of play me too. From, from the Wii. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I'm also a fan of big buttons. You know what I mean? And the Joy-Cons, the opposite of big buttons, right? Small Pro controller. Good controller. Not the best thing ever, but good controller, right? At least it had its big buttons. The one thing that I do love the most, though, about Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons and Pro Controller is the HD rumble. It's real good. Real good haptic. That and the DualSense. Love that stuff. So my problem is I've been on a journey to find the perfect Wii U, sorry, perfect Switch Pro Joy-Cons. Portability when I'm in handheld mode playing on my Switch. Because I found the perfect Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. It's the DualSense Edge. Oh, you just did the... Th when I'm playing on TV, I'm dongled up, and I'm just playing on the yeah. DualSense Edge. And the HD rumble doesn't translate to the haptic uh, DualSense perfectly, but it's close enough that I'm like, it's oh, worth... Oh, okay, it's that's worth, nice. It's worth the quality. Any of, Bluetooth issues? Anything weird nah, man, with? It's fantastic. Nothing? It's just perfect? It is, it's perfect. That's awesome. I love it, yeah. and I'm like, this is the way... It's how I played Wonder. It's how I plan to play whatever's left on the Switch and whatever. Um, but I've been on Games Daily talking about a whole bunch of different controllers. I'm, I'm going to bring some of them out right now. Hold wow. on. He said Carrot Top. Over the last... So many props. All right. So many different things. And every time I'm like, this is the best one yet, but here's the problems with it. All right. Oh, Recently, I talked to you guys about the Nitro deck. Yeah. All right. This essentially turns your Switch into the form factor of a Steam deck. Want to touch it? Feel free. It's good. It's really good. I would honestly say it's great. I think for most people, it's a solid purchase. Yeah. Um, the Rumble, horrible. Yeah. Really not a fan of it. It feels very light. Um, it feels like you put the, the switch in there. It starts getting a little heavier. Yeah. Go for it. Have some fun. Um, buttons, pretty good. Pretty clicky. I'm not the biggest fan of the shoulder buttons. They're a little mushier than I like. I like that that clicky clicky, you know? Yeah. Uh, but overall... Nitrodeck, very good. I don't think people are going to regret their purchase if they're looking for something to make their Switch feel a little bit more grown up. You know? This is the press button? Not working. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, then there's also, for people that are like, I remember when the, the Switch was first announced, Roger? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, there's Joy-Cons. Oh my God, can you imagine if they just like made GameCube controller side for the sides of them? Well, they did, everybody. <laughs> that was the wrong one. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did. God, that looks so dumb. Yeah. 
<laughs> so so you could play with a GameCube thing. And it's like, that's kind of cool. But then you hold this. It doesn't feel like a GameCube controller. No. The GameCube controller is one of the best feeling controllers oh, in your hands. trigger. Yuck, yuck. It is yucky. It is yucky. You Ugh. hold the GameCube controller, though. That thing was made to be put in hands. Yeah. You know, this thing. Nah, man. Ugh. Big chunk of chunk of junk. <laughs> chunk of all junk. I'm going to say. That looks like a chunk of junk. And the original GameCube controller also a chunk of junk. Oh, my God. Ho how it feels? Yeah. Bro. What? Bro. GameCube controller. Bad. That's crazy. Barely oh, better that is than the N64 crazy. controller. That's insane. <laughs> Listen, Baron, I love a bad take. That's a real bad take. That's I mean, it. don't be surprised. I've been saying this for years. Oh, my God. We've had this conversation before. That's. I hate the GameCube controller to my very core. I'm trying to find what else I want to bring out here. Um, so then there was the, the Nixie, NYXI. Yes, right? I've heard about this one. And again, for a while, I was like, oh, this is pretty damn good. I, most of these have the back, back buttons. That's nice. So. Let me stop for a second here and explain a couple of the criteria I'm looking for. All right. I want it to feel good. That's very important. Yeah. I want it to feel premium. It's a pro. Thing you want heft? For. What are you looking for? It, I don't, not necessarily heft, yeah. but I want it to feel good. I want it to feel solid. I don't want it to feel like cheap plastic. I don't want it to feel like when you shake it, you hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Little, like, no, it's like I want something that, that, that's, that's nice here. All right. And I want the rumble to be good. Rumble is very important to me. I don't want it to just rumble hard. I want it to rumble well. There's a, a quality to it. People don't understand that rumble is sound. Sound is vibration, right? So part of the immersive experience is the rumble that is added to it. Nintendo does a great job with this. You play Mario Kart. And, and here's a big test for me. I play Mario Kart 8 uh, using all these controllers. And within 30 seconds of playing, rolling over a, a coin and then drifting, I know if it feels good or it feels bad. Yeah. And I think that that is a big test for people that they once they do that, they're like, oh, that's how HD Rumble enhances your experience with, uh, with games in ways you're not necessarily thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I mean, I get it. And I appreciate that. This is what I love about Tim Gettings, mm -hmm. right? I, I appreciate the passion. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy he has that passion. It's just so, so contrary to everything that I do in my life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I loved having a conversation with you a few months ago about, like, HDMIs and, mm -hmm. like, and, like, the settings on TVs and stuff. And you were going so deep about black levels. And I'm like, and you had a moment where you stopped yourself and you were just like, you know, it's probably good for you, though. <laughs> it's probably totally what you're yeah, looking for. It's, yeah, it's probably good that you don't care about yeah, this exactly. stuff and whatever. Yeah. But it's like, but I'm here's, happy you care about it. No, 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 though. for sure. But like, not only am I happy I care about it, because I am. Yeah. It does pain me, though, because like, it's I, a curse. I, I, it, 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 it's a curse that I feel like for the majority of my life has not been served. Like, yeah. I feel like people are not looking to, to, to care about that stuff. But that's changing. And that's why I look at a lot of these products. I'm like, you're, you're missing the mark here. You're missing the mark there. But you look at Nintendo, you look at PlayStation, they're designing their games with this stuff in mind. Like, it wasn't just marketing stuff uh, in the beginning of, like, when they first launched the, the systems, the, how I think most people think about it. They're actually committing to uh, every one of their first-party games taking advantage of that stuff in ways that really enhances the experience. And it's subtle, and it's over time. But, like, it, to me, is the thing that makes it feel next-gen compared to, to older games or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough to be, it's tough to be me, everyone. So I'm out here and I'm playing with this stuff. And for a while I was like, this is the best, but then there's another thing I'm looking for the balance of weight mm. and just sheer size of this thing. You're Switch playing on is, OLED, right? Switch. I was playing OLED. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the switch is portable and I literally I'm buying these for handheld use, right? So it needs to be feel good, 
be able to like carry it for a while and it not be like uh the weight distribution's all wrong or whatever and that's one of the weirder things of over time i was like i actually like the joy cons just because of how light this thing is and if i'm going to be handheld i'm really looking for a joy con alternative and that's what got interesting because in terms of the big dog ones more of like hey let's just cut a controller and half put on the side these nixie ones pretty damn good yeah but not good enough Raj. not good enough because the rumble horrible some of the buttons a little too plasticky god I, let me just say real quick tim I thought when you were telling me all these stories about you buying all this stuff, I thought you were returning these. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I <laughs> no, because real real talk, dude. Like, it's been a, a evolution of, oh, this one is better than the last one. Yeah. And the new one comes out, I'm like, well, that one's better. So I put, I put fucking hours into these things, y'all. <laughs> this is this that, real. This was the biggest reveal of this whole thing, because I thought you returned all of these. No, ones. no, 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 no. I've, been, I've used these things a lot. And uh, again, <laughs> for you. I, I'm providing a service to the people. <laughs> yeah, you are. You I'm are. providing a service, again, at the right time. The end of the Switch life, when you, there's no games left to play. What is the chances things. that any of this is compatible for the next Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> slim. Real slim, slim. But not impossible. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I still have games to play on the Switch. That, sure. That's the thing. I'm like, I, I do think that there's a lot of people out there that this stuff could be be interesting, too. I understand there's a lot that aren't. But you know what? Thanks for listening anyways. Um, so now here's where we get to a, a turning point, I would say, personally. Wow. The Hori Split Pad. Excuse me? Hori Split Pad Pro. Oh. Okay. So I saw this and I was like, oh, I think this might actually be the answer. I only have one side of it here, but you guys are going to need to understand that it's another one. It's a full size controller thing. And I'm like, okay, it's got good reviews. One of the, I think one of the most popular of these uh, type of things. And also it's uh, the most accessible. You can buy it on Amazon in a million different colors. And it's like, ah, cool, exciting stuff. But my problem with it, hold it. It's just way oh, too light. That is there's so just no, there's nothing to it. So it's Whoa. big. It gets uncomfortable to hold. It just doesn't feel solid at all. And there's no rumble. I don't think I've ever felt a controller this light. This it's is weird. Crazy. It's weird. And then there is another thing that is more an optional need, oh. but like something I, I keep in mind: is it playable detached? Yeah. Or does it have to be? And a lot of these just not playable detached. Also, I don't like the this, this stick. It's a bad stick. It's a bad stick. It's a bad stick. It's like it feels like it's like a worn down PS4 controller. Yep. Stick. Yep. That's not a fan of that. So then I got to what I call my daily drivers, all right? And I've been shocked at this because it's not, looking at all of them, I'd be like, these are the ones I'd be like, that's definitely not what I'm looking for. But going back to the Joy-Cons of like, there's something about the size of these that, that just feels right. So here we have the Hori Split Pad Compact. So the not pro version. Okay. They have a little bit more heft. Attach it to that and, and just see how it goes. Yeah. I will say the best feeling overall for portability, for not adding too much uh, weight, but still feeling solid and good yeah. on the Switch. And um, much more Joy-Con-like button placement, but with the right fixes of it's not things on top of each other. Like this feels good in your hands. The back button is customizable and, and great. Saved my ass in Tears of the Kingdom. Problem with this one, no rumble. You can't play detached. Zero rumble at all. Zero. Zero. Yeah, which is better than any of these so far. Because the rumble they have sucks. Oh, you would just have no rumble just rather no rumble. than good, okay rumble. Well, it's not okay, it's bad. Everyone should be ashamed. <laughs> okay? It's not HD. But that has right. no rumble. That has yeah. no rumble. And I've been using those the most. I like the sticks. I like mm -hmm. the feeling of them. They flick nice. Mm -hmm. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad at Again, it. good. Good. Yeah. Like, it's, I've been using them the most, but whatever. Yeah. Everything's changed. Oh, shit. Every single thing has changed. Oh, shit. Let me introduce y'all. Oh, there's some other ones too. <laughs> I don't remember what these are Christ. called, but they're there. Let me introduce you to the MOBA pad 
HD6. This is the winner, everybody. That's These nice. are it. They're everything I wanted. Flaws? None. Whoa! This is it. This is it. Now, let me talk to you about this before I hand it to you, okay, Raj? First off, it comes in beautiful white. It matches my everything I got going on in my life. It feels good. Feels good. Is it a 10 out of 10? No, because it's not as premium as like a DualSense Edge or sure. Xbox uh, Elite or any of that stuff. But like for what this is, pro Joy-Cons, this feels good. The D-pad, fantastic. That sound. We got the hall sticks, okay? We got that yes. magnet stuff. We got everything we need. We're not getting that stick grip. None of that shit, all right? We have all the functionality you need, including the Amiibo NFC stuff that none of these even come close to Whoa. having. The biggest thing about this, though, HD Rumble. Pure HD rumble. The, prob the, the promised land is in my hands, how, everybody. How? It's actual HD freaking rumble. And it feels so good. Feels as good as a Joy-Con. Feels how? as good as a Pro Controller. They got it all in here, man. Triggers, everything. It's like keyboard clicks. Like tactile, tactical whatever, clackety-clack. I'm clicking like a madman here, Raj. It sounds Every like a mechanical keyboard. It's insane. I, it, yes, I can detach this and play with it as a Joy-Con just by itself. It's amazing. I love this thing. Now let me hand it to you. I'm excited. I just, I'm confused as to how they got HD. Oh, fuck. This is nice. It only took them a million years at the end of the Switch life cycle. Do you think that they just did it because no, they didn't think anyone would care? Like they would just be like, oh, we, we can put the cheaper drivers in there for eight, without HD Rumble. Right? For the other Rumble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, that again, why? that's what I'm saying is like, I yeah. feel like people like write off HD Rumble as if it doesn't matter because yeah. again, it doesn't matter to a lot of people. But like, why wouldn't you want the nicest thing of the thing when the developers are making sure that it feels good and that it adds to the experience? This is it, man. This is the MOBA sure. pad. And again, here's the problem with a lot of these things. Hori, easiest one to go. You go on Amazon, you can buy it in multiple colors. A lot of these other ones, like you gotta, there's there's some sketch sites. There's some sketch sites yeah. going on. You're you're logging in, you're like, am, am I really about to put my credit card info yeah, here? It, but I will say this MOBA pad, man, I am I'm absolutely blown away by the, the quality of it. Yeah, I'm blown away by, by by it too. This is this is really wild. I I because I'm the person that's like, I don't it was, you know, switch controller is fine, pro controller is fine. That to me, I'm like, you know what? If I got if this was the first year of the switch, if the next switch has the same exact accessory situation. I'm getting that. I'm very hopeful for that. The MobaPad M6 HD is the name of this. There's a M6S. That's not this. That's yeah. different. That's different. But the MobaPad M6 HD. Bucks. Not bad. $80. We're, you know, we're talking, things are getting pricey overall. Yeah. I get it. But I'm telling y'all. 80 bucks is not bad. If you care about this, and if, if any, I know there's at least one person out there that's been following my dumbass journey with this and is looking for the answer and has probably went through a lot of the woes I have. Yeah. This is it, man. I can't believe it. It's good. It's wow. real good. I'm so proud of you. I'm Thank so proud you. of you, Tim. Thank this you. is important. This it, is an important it's time important for you. important to me. It yeah. is. This and I get to click around. I know. We got <laughs> to figure, figure it out. But, but anyways, thank you all for listening to, to my rants about plastic toys. Uh, thank you for listening to Roger. Roger, thank you for an excellent review of oh, Mario so versus much. Donkey Kong. It was a fun time. Uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.